Monster Podcast with Victor. And uh, Marissa. I'm Victor Miguel. And I'm Marissa McHale. And we are here with the pilot episode of Digging Dexter. And I believe the title of this episode is literally called Dexter. Yes. Uh, we do have a okay introduction episode, um, which saves us the time of introducing who we are, why we're doing the podcast, and our experience with it. So this we could just jump right into it. I think something I forgot to add in the intro... I go as Victor Miguel. In Digging Six Feet Under, I went as Victor Rubio. Different aliases. Different aliases, same person. And my middle name is Miguel, correct? You correct. can back me up here? Correct. I don't think what we mentioned either. You're my girlfriend. <laughs> you're I just, am. You're not just a random. I am. <laughs> um, Marissa's my girlfriend. And, and again, there's a whole introduction podcast. Yeah, we left a lot out of that intro. <laughs> You just went on and on about the being the mega on fan. And how big of a fan yeah. I am. Uh, um, so when we cut up, we called Michael C. Hall to voice the he intro nice for enough. us. He, he was nice time. enough. And he just said he couldn't say Rubio. <laughs> he couldn't roll his R's. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my middle name actually is Miguel. So and if, if you're listening to this and you're friends with me on Facebook, I go as Victor Miguel. So... Um, that's why he goes as Victor Miguel. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are at Digging Podcast. Uh, and I guess we could start our intro to the first season one, episode one, Let's titled Dexter. It. What I just realized is the theme song isn't in this episode. Interesting. Yeah, we'll get there next episode. It's actually are you a sure it's cool not? Theme. Positive, yeah, because okay. it goes right into... Uh, Dexter doesn't do cold opens. Where like a scene happens in the intro, then okay. it's a, always intro, whatever. Uh, I guess real quick, if you didn't want to bother to listen to that intro, I come into this as the mega fan and Marissa comes into this as... The no fan, no experience, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, Marissa has never seen this show. I've seen this show quite a few times and we are in South Florida, so some of this is somewhat relevant. Though so the show, we are now talking... Oh, what are we now? 12 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's start with the intro. Well, what... How do I call this the intro? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to label the intro as everything up until we see Dexter on his boat. Got it. When he's like, hey, I'm Dexter. Yeah. Whatnot. Uh, this intro. What did you... Coming into this as... Uh, if you picture at the time in 2006, Six Feet Under just ended. Michael C. Hall, gay funeral director. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, not manic what's the word that he plays just neurotic i feel like kind yeah, of like neurotic slightly super neurotic. organized super like put together almost the opposite of yeah it's this. funny so i'm a hairstylist and i instantly just went right to his hair well like oh my gosh david was always so kept <laughs> together in six feet under why does he look like a hot mess <laughs> um i could never get my head around the how different they look yeah in six feet under and i've and and we're talking if you're listening to this episode i'm five seasons into um six feet under and i watch every episode twice so we're at like episode 48 let's say minimum i've watched six feet under 96 times within the past year and change and i've seen a lot of michael c hall and it's still i view dexter as a completely different person Dexter's like huge also i feel like oh he's like like uh, muscular naturally muscular Yes. 
Um, so this intro, uh, we go somewhat along. He goes along South Beach, and we get the introduction to one of his victims. I guess someone coming from just seeing yeah. Michael C. Hall into this. So it's like one of those things that going into the show, I know that he does forensics and I mm-hmm. know the whole backstory that he is a serial killer that essentially kills the bad guys. Um, so obviously knowing a little bit of that, I see this opening scene and I see these little boys and you just have to like cringe thinking mm-hmm. of like, oh gosh, how does that tie into this? I think if I was watching it live in 2006... It would have been like a humongous shock, not knowing yeah. anything. And um, I said this in the introductions, but I'm going to repeat myself. I've seen the first episode of Dexter probably five or six times, and I still gasp when he chokes him in the car. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> um, yeah. I, it's it's still like again. If I would have watched this live in 2006, I think I would have been terrified. I literally have here in my notes when Mike Donovan gets in the car the first time we watch this, you gasped. Yeah, and, and I, I still again. <laughs> you still gasp. Yes, again. Let me let me go back a little bit and, and impart something here, and I imagine I'll be bringing up during the season. So. This show is actually based on books. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Uh, you see, uh, we're in my apartment. You see, like, I literally have my third book. It's Jeff Lindsay, Darkly yes. Dreaming Dexter. Yes. Um, so I think there's eight books, and I think there's eight seasons. I, I could be wrong on the books. The first season, so the show was adapted after the first book. Okay. And it follows it relatively the same. There's a so lot of. So one book, one season. Yes. Okay. I think by I think by the time the first season aired in 2006, the second book had already came out. Okay. And the show like the 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 books go a completely different route, but the first season and the first book are pretty close. Like a lot of the same dialogue and the storyline. I'm bring it up to say in the book uh um the moon he has these like alliterations of of calling stuff a moon and he just goes on and on and you know a lot of descriptive or adjectives of the word of the letter D. It's like, okay. oh, delight. Because even the name of the book is Darkly Dreaming Dexter. Yeah. It's like, oh, delightful, delicious Dexter. How could you, whatever. Anyway, like, I think none of the first words of the book is like, oh, moon, red full moon. And if you realize, the first shot of this episode is the moon. Oh, and it's like It's like, um, what do you call that? Reflecting off yeah. the puddle. Uh, and I, I, I'll, I'll randomly bring up when it's... When the, they, the two parallel themselves. Um, the words, the first words Michael C. Hall says is, tonight's the night. Mm-hmm. Iconic words. It ha- pops up a few times in the season. And like every once in a while when he has a kill, he'll say like, tonight's the night. Mm-hmm. It's like sort of like the, somewhat of the tagline yeah. to, to the to the series. Um, even the way, you know, talking about Six Feet Under and Michael C. Hall, the first time he says Mike Donovan, it's fucking creepy. Yeah. The way he's just like, you yeah. know, Mike Donovan I can't yeah. you know um it's like it's, it's like a totally different person yeah yeah uh and if you notice here we have the scene on where he has him what do you want to call that strangled in the car yeah choking him you see the way they play with the red lights yeah it's supposed to be like all you know danger mm-hmm. or whatnot I think this pilot episode is probably one of the greatest pilot episodes mm-hmm. like of all the shows you watch it instantly grips you yeah I mean we're talking like how far are we into this episode we're two and a half minutes and it's like fuck you yeah. know and they're driving to this uh the kill room whatnot um the where they pull up to god you know what i forgot to mention too damn it after every episode i'm gonna do spoilers that you're not gonna be a part of totally to forgot to mention i think i'm gonna cut that into the uh the intro episode do it anyway uh 
so we see as Dexter pulls up to the grave with Mike Donovan, um, three empty graves. So this room sort of gets, and we, you know, we get another one in this episode, gets sort of labeled the kill room. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, he'll always um, allude to that. Go on. No, I was going to ask you a question, but it's would give things away, so I don't want to ask again. Okay. Uh, I think it happens in all shows, and I think it's something fun to see us do. If you look at the pilot, it's even great to do it like the podcast like this. And actually, we were talking last week. If you go listen to my early episodes of Digging Six Feet Under, it's so fucking cringeworthy because I'm <laughs> so like, like you were saying, I'm so polite, like yeah. you know, and I'm so like whatever. And now I'm just like fuck you and all that. <laughs> I say that to say like you watch this first episode of Dexter, and if you go look like at a, like, a later scene, uh, later episodes, it's so different. Yeah, everyone just you I'm know sure. whatnot. Um, but he's pretty scary here in this first. Definitely. Like, and it's funny too. He's not, you say he's big, but he's not like, I don't know. Not men. He's totally unassuming, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, he's not like the rock. You know what I'm trying to say? Not many people are. Right. <laughs> right. But what I'm saying is like, like, look how, I mean, Dexter's, Michael C. Hall is small. I feel like, I feel like maybe he's. He's wearing tighter clothes, but also right. on top of that, he seems like very calculated. Like he, like I, I put in, um, like I was like jotting down notes mm-hmm. and I put like, how many times has he done this to where he's so calm? Mm-hmm. Like he is so calm, cool, collected mm-hmm. that I think that has absolutely nothing to do with the, his physical size, but that oh, makes how, him like, yeah, yeah, yeah. super intimidating. Right. Like, like when he sticks in with the needle, like like what like yeah. well, like like how many times have you done this to where you are like well let me ask you do you think this is his first time i know it's not oh he said it no but you see the slides of blood. oh the blood slides gotcha um something and also i just couldn't imagine this being his first time because literally just how yeah how calculated it's and, and, perfect yeah, yeah yeah uh something that the this sort of sets up in the show and the episode like in the series whatnot and makes it a point he says, kids, he'll never do. He has standards. Yeah. It's not a total... It's not like he has a problem with kids or anything. And we'll talk about it a little later because you kind of see how great he is with kids. And I'm putting great around quotes, you know, whatnot. Uh, the slicing of the cheek, also iconic. Yeah. Everyone gets it. Yeah. Like, if we're making this like an oil change station, like, you know, you get your stuff vacuumed. They check all your... Like, you know, you get your... You get you your. always. What's that? You don't always get your stuff vacuumed. No. Well, if we're... What? <laughs> um, and then you you are someone who... I've noticed over the stuff we've watched, you are someone who gets grossed out by something like here when he starts to cut. Oh, yeah. What we assume. Oh, yeah. Like you, you, you do the hands over the face. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do the hands over the face, but I leave little gaps uh-huh. so that I can still kind of see. You can still but- see. Just you, you know, obstruct your own view. Yeah, just in case. It's I feel good. I feel safe. <laughs> I feel comfort. Um something that really alludes to the entire point of this first season, what this season's about. Yeah, his first words is I I have I kinda went off my memory, but my name is Dexter and I don't know what I am, but what made me left a hollow place in me. Mm-hmm. This first season you'll kind of see is that's what it's all about. It's just kind of cool, like Knowing everything that happens, just how they set everything up, you know. Um, and here, Michael C. Hall is talking to us as Dexter. Yeah. He mentions he has, his parents are dead, but he didn't kill them. I can't think of another show 
where you have a voiceover with this, with your main character. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also feel like, um, and I don't know if this is more standard now in today's shows, Mm -hmm. but I feel like to learn about the characters, the main characters at least, it kind of takes a few episodes to kind of get like a good vibe into them and i feel like the pilot episode of this was very straightforward yeah like you you kind of have obviously you don't know i mean you you only know so much but they kind of give you like a pretty good overview yeah of how he thinks how he Mm -hmm. you know like like that he's very odd like Mm -hmm. that like they give you like a really good character analysis in the very first episode which i feel like is a little different than most shows it's i i really do think it's like a great pilot for for like the rest of the show can be shit yeah but i think this pilot is yeah. amazing and having watched my handful of shows like there is if if i was trying to get someone into a show this is one of the easiest ones mm-hmm. and not to compare it but it's going to come up a lot breaking bad too because breaking bad yeah you know it has that like huge cliffhanger yeah. and there's somewhat of a cliffhanger here whatnot uh after the after dexter presumably dumps the body i don't know if we've seen that yet in the in the show but that's why he's coming home early. We see Dexter's apartment. And um, being that we are in South Florida, Dexter's, this real apartment is in Miami. It's kind of like North Miami, mm-hmm. uh, the Bay Harbor Island. Now, 2018, it's all closed off. When I was visiting Miami in 2012, I biked there from South Beach. And God, how many, how, how many miles can you bike what am I trying to say? It was pretty far. Miles because... per hour. I mean, it took me an hour and a half yeah. to bike from South Beach, and I was able to walk right into the right into the development. That's cool. Right up to the apartment, and I have pictures, and hopefully, I can remember to post them because it's one of. And there's a bunch of signs. Prosecutors will be whatever, but to see at that time to see five seasons of the show and like actually walk to the you know, yeah, it's like, really oh my cool. god! And I was there, and I'm I'm at right where the Dexter's door is. And I'm like taking pictures and a guy comes out. Are you fucking kidding me? I've called the cops. The cops are on your way already. I'm like, oh my God. You know, and I ran out, whatever. You know how many people like me did that? Yeah, I know. Kind of like the Breaking Bad house. Was it someone that lived in that? Well, no, no. It was the the person next door. Oh, oh, but they lived there. Like a resident. Yeah. No, no, this is like a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you see Dexter's apartment. How many? I mean, we have one of this right near us where we live. Mm -hmm. There's an apartment complex identical to yeah. the way it looks and everything um yeah but just the way the internet grows and people find out addresses whatnot um the line i'm a very neat monster yeah i think it's a really cool line and it's also taken from the book this first season all of its one-liners all of its like iconic stuff all from the book mm-hmm. I mean, it's not really the acting's great but in terms of the writing whatnot uh we meet deborah via voicemail um and thinking to the idea of this was only 12 years ago. Yeah. Think about how outdated voicemail is. Yeah. Coming home and checking your machine. Yeah, it's funny. As, as, as an adult. Who even has a home phone? Well, I was going to say as an adult, at whatever age you want to say, you started considering yourself as an adult. Did you ever have a, a an answering machine? No. Like I had one like a little kid growing up. Yeah. Well, let's say we are early 30s. Yeah. You're 30. I'm 30, 29. Two. Oh, tw- 32. That's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's just funny. Like the the, I remember watching this in two thousand nine and being like, "This is outdated." Yeah, I think I really wanted an answering machine, like for my first apartment. But yeah. then I was like, "Why?" <laughs> like I think I just want because yeah. it's like that's what you do when you move out, like you know. But yeah. I was like, "Why?" No. Uh, you're gonna be my guide here in terms of 
anything I glossed over that you wanted to talk about? Because I'm going, I'm going to head here to the first crime scene. Do it. Uh, the Seven Seas Motel, also in Miami. Uh, and I went here. Oh, God, what's the movie? Heat with Al Pacino? No, not Heat. God, another movie was filmed here. I can't remember. Uh, but this was this is a real location in Miami, and I, I remember having gone there. Um, Deborah meant when, you know, and we see the way Dexter illustrates a crime scene. You know, he's like, you know, the, the way the body looks in the sunlight in Miami. Yeah, he's like ridiculously passionate makes, about it. Yeah, and it like he says, uh, does he say the line makes the most grotesque killings look delightful or something something like that yeah like you're like you're a new ride in disney world like yeah, Dollar yeah, Land yeah. or whatever um i have to say too i think again this is hard to do just you're packing a lot into one episode i think dexter was the start of the fascination with was on the way up increase in serial killers because i remember wasn't there a bunch of shows that started coming out something like this not dex not very dexter but the idea of a serial killer being glorified or no? Am I making that up? Mm, you might be making that up. But as we said earlier, I don't know if this was actually recorded or just us talking. But like with Breaking Bad, Walter White being kind of glorified, like maybe that was kind well, of the anti-hero. Thing. Yeah. yeah, but I, I yeah. Um, and we actually do meet Dexter with Deborah in the hotel room. Um, thoughts on Deborah? Your first meetings with her? Um, she definitely looks up to Dexter. I thought it was kind of neat that her and him both followed in their father's footsteps. Right. Um, And yeah, I mean, you could definitely just tell that she just looks up to him like in every way and kind of like, I guess, um, knows, you know, that what he's capable of like mentally and knows like that she can kind of bounce ideas off him. Um, I mean, it just seems like they have a good relationship, you know? Yeah. Uh, uh, And here we get like sort of the first... How do I say the first the first set of body parts at this hotel motel mm-hmm. rather uh, something I this is the first I haven't watched this God knows how many times something I did pick up on is you know we get the scene where he does the blood slide and he says blood sets my teeth on, it sets my teeth on edge and it sort of makes him while he says sets his teeth on edge it makes him like calm you see how yeah whatever well how put together he is doing this yeah. like you said he's so calculated yeah. I didn't even realize like the sight of no blood. His yeah. whole world is like, wait, yeah. wait, what, what? I feel like, um, again, not knowing anything, uh, it seems like in every other aspect of his life, whether mm-hmm. it's like relationships or whatever, um, it seems like he is most comfortable like with yeah the blood and the killing and that like that is where like that's like his thing. That's what he's most passionate about. It's I think, and this is something we're gonna have to look up so we can sound somewhat smart about what we're talking about i think dexter is a sociopath which okay. is different from a psychopath and whatnot. so it's funny i think he's a psychopath i don't think he, why do you know what the definition of a psychopath okay is? so i think that I, yes i looked it up it's not up right now so i forgot but um so a sociopath i feel like um is like narcissistic and manipulative and all of that but i believe that like the violence aspect is taken out of it where i think a psychopath has those same kind of characteristics but has like violent tendencies like more of like the act of like hurting things like that we have a break 
and I'm going to look that up during the break okay. because that's what I while, believe while, the difference while, is. While you might not be wrong, you might be right in nothing. I just think it it's you know how frustrating. Uh, you know how many podcasts I listen to. Now you start to listen to. It's probably really frustrating to be like, how do you guys not know this? <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. you took the liberty of actually looking it up. Yeah. I just I always every time I went to look it up, I always read that he's a sociopath. Yeah. Uh, I, we'll, we'll we'll get into yeah. that. Let, let's look that up. During I, the break. I definitely also think all, all, autism for sure. You know, uh, you know what's so funny about that? I saw a post on Reddit today. Is Dexter autistic? And everyone commented definitely. no. Definitely. I I we'll, we'll get there. We that's that's something that we could explore. Um, I think something to point out here. So we see Dexter. He's conversing with with Masuka, who are all coworkers, and we'll get into them as the series goes on. <sighs> Like you said, I mean, just kind of the way how comfortable he is doing the blood and whatnot and how he t- reacts with everyone. Deborah, um, I'm sort of moving the, 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 the episode a little further, but the way he meets with Camilla, the way the, the, the co-workers when he brings in donuts. Yeah. Amazing to see how he plays both sides of the coin. Yeah. And believable. Like, I, I could totally picture Dexter at my job. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have a Dexter, meaning I, not a sociopath, serial killer, but like... I mean, he looks super friendly, yeah. despite being super awkward. And it, w- when we get into the dating aspect, I mean, it's literally a front. Yeah. <laughs> and it, he's not gay. Yeah. Like, it's just it's just so he has like an alibi. He's not a freak who just goes home and whatnot, yeah. you know? I just think it's amazing writing and more so acting by Michael C. Hall to just yeah. play like... Two totally different characters, but in But one. the same. Yeah. yeah. And he's not doing the... He puts on... He's not doing Nutty Professor. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. know? Uh, I just think it's really good here. Uh, something in that... Because, you know, we, we're, we're now moving away from the first scene where we find the body parts, whatnot. I said this the intro in our intro episode, and I have to repeat it here. The show asks you to give up the... Uh, subscribe to the idea... Miami is just overrun with serial killers, yeah. and Dexter is the only one who could find them and and whatnot, and just in a in a, and like while Miami's a big city, let's even take Dade County. Yeah, there's no way there's that many, and if there no. was that many serial, I'm sorry, one serial killer would be national news. Yeah, like you know, and this is a show where in this episode alone we got two kills, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, um, so that's just something I want to bring up. Like I know that, uh. Yeah, um, we meet Dokes, and your 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 thoughts on Dokes? Because I mean, we get a few quick scenes with him, but his first this first scene with Dexter when he's you know want the fucking blood report and yeah. all this. Um, so during that scene is another reason why I believe Dexter is autistic, just because mm-hmm. of like not picking up on like social cues, right, right, um, and just being socially awkward in general. Um, but, um, I, I mean, he, he kind of seems like stereotypical, scary cop, scary detective guy. Um, Dexter is this happy go lucky donut bringing, Mm -hmm. you know, everyone seems to like him. Everyone seems to love him. And then, you know, it seems like this guy is just over that, you know, over that persona that Dexter has with the office. Yeah. But I, I didn't have much of a... Opinion well, on it, it's just... something co- coming into this as someone who who knows everything, right? Uh, in regard to the show, um, Dex he really has a hard on for Dexter from the first scene. Like it, it's just the way he's introduced is, I fucking know something's wrong with you, but and he's you know oddly tense towards him. 
Dexter Dokes becomes a big storyline uh-huh. somewhere along uh, along the show, but it's like that. Like Dexter says, the character, like why, just because he's odd, would never, like I guess he's sort of a bully, but there, there's no like connecting tissue there. Like there's no real reason why he'd be that hostile towards Dexter, right? Because Dexter is, he's not trying to make any enemies. Mm-hmm. He's purposely. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Friendly, if I right. could say that, or, or you know, yeah. Dokes takes all of that as I'm gonna bully the shit out of you. It just seems like a, a weird dynamic. You know, and, and I guess, I guess we somewhat get into it as the show goes on, but um, yeah, that, that's a definitely tense situation. Uh, we meet our second victim of Dexter. One thing I would like to try is try and count how many people dexter has killed us we're gonna start every episode so we'd be at two right he killed mike donovan and now jamie jaworski spoiler alert well yeah he didn't kill him yet but yeah (laughs) spoilers are at the end i thought um and again something to the idea of he gets off on a faulty warrant but only dexter is out there how could he just get off on a faulty warrant when there's like video of him no i know (laughs) um you know can we talk about what Dexter does for a second? <laughs> like his actual job? Like the fact that he's like a blood splatter specialist? Let me let me correct you because it's a, an important correction. Blood spatter. Okay. It's not splatter. Okay, thank you right? for that. Uh, still, can we can we talk about that for a second? Okay. Um, I just, I don't know. I, so I would like to think of myself as like you know, not a baby. Like Mm -hmm. I can like handle some stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I am like freakishly weirded out by blood. Not even the needle of it. I've had 15 to 20 piercings. I have tattoos, nothing to do with the needle. There is no pain, Mm -hmm. but the sight of blood, like literally dizzy. I feel like I'm going to faint. I feel like I'm going to like just totally Mm -hmm. not about it. So the fact that there are people that have this job like mm-hmm. is totally envious to me because I I wouldn't even be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. And I looked up also what that is, that whole like I, I don't believe it's a phobia, but I guess we could say that it's a phobia, but I don't know how to pronounce it. But it is something. Mm-hmm. Uh let me add to that. Even as someone who is I am a funeral director and I do embalm, so I do deal with quote unquote blood on a on a uh, whatever daily basis. Uh, freaked the fuck out by needles. I hate needles. See, I don't mind needles. I hate I, I needles. Can, I could do needles all day. No, I can't. I, can't. I cannot look at blood. Like, like I could look at them putting the needle in my arm, but the vial of blood sitting on the counter after the needle is out of my arm, I can't look at that. But I'm, I'm with you. And again, <sighs> like if I could say I deal with dead blood, and again, I'm doing all that in quotes because it just it's not oxygenated blood. But like I got. Uh, um, blood tested recently and that vial it's so thick and oh like, my Ugh. god uh, it's um, so bad <laughs> i envy anyone that can do what he does oh and then when he was like so now what and he was like now i eat now like I eat. what yeah. like yeah like how is it how well, are you, you got a picture this is like his no i know you know yeah. whatever hundredth crime yeah. scene and whatnot it's just uh, i thought you were going to talk about what his somewhat his other job is and that's like kind of doing his own search warrant we see like the way he kind uh, of like yeah. goes into his house, whatnot. Um, you know, we get the confirmation that he's the next victim, and you picked up. I don't get too much into it, but that there's a code. No, 
he said he mentioned it a few times. He has to follow Harry's code. Oh yes, yes. Code I'm sorry. Be, yeah, yeah, his father's. Yeah. Um, and it's just sort of just like 100% confirmation. Like you don't kill anyone. You have to be one. 100 percent sure and that's you know he compares the video and that and whatnot and that's his you know you'll, you'll we'll learn the code as yeah. it goes along whatnot um but during while he's searching his apartment jamie jaworski's um there's a a, a song played the the entire series is scored by daniel licht and you'll you'll the same the same like 20 songs play throughout and i'm not calling them songs i call them pieces i don't know um but here's like the most iconic, one of the most iconic one. They call it the blood theme. Okay. Every after this episode, every episode ends with it. Like you may not know off the top of your head right now what I'm talking about, but you'll know it. Yeah. <laughs> like it'll be stuck in your head and whatnot. Mm. Um, it's just a cool way to introduce th- this theme, whatnot. Uh, after, I think it's kind of cool that I, I don't know. I can't elaborate what I'm trying to say, but the idea that like. He's like, dogs don't like me. Yeah. Because they know what I do. Yeah. It's just kind of funny, like, you know, that, like, sort of um, animal. Like, instinct. Animal. Yeah. Like, yeah. That instinct. Like, animals know. Yeah. Like, you're a fucking, you're a devil, you know. Uh, Dexter has date night, and we get the introduction. Well, first, let me say, it looks like he goes shopping on South Beach. No one goes shopping on South nah. Beach. <laughs> not if you live here. Yeah, not if you live here. You know, it's really cool. They painted the Miami. But he would go, I mean, there's a whole bunch of malls yeah, he would go, go to. Mall. And there's no go to Target. Sh- and like <laughs> And there's no shot Dexter lives near South Beach. I don't know exactly where, but there's no way he like Friday night's date night yeah, and he goes shopping not, for a shirt. Yeah. The only shirt you'd get on South Beach is like, Welcome to South Beach. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know, he's not wearing that on a date. Yeah. Um, and this is where we meet Rita Bennett, Dexter's girlfriend. Uh, what did you think when you start, when you saw him with the kids? Cause I remember, I remember I watched this with someone once and as soon as he like started hugging the kids, I was like, what the fuck? Like, why would you let this man around kids? But obviously Rita doesn't know. But yeah. But th- did, did that, did that not register with you? No. No? No. Yeah. Uh, we meet Aster and Cody who are Rita's two children. Uh, but <sighs> while, while you may not have picked up on it. It is kind of crazy that Dexter was like setting up a kill room and like later that night, yeah. he's like with children yeah. and he's like really good with children. Right. <laughs> like, you know, he's totally, um, I don't know what's the word. I mean, she's, she's dating him as a boyfriend and he's maybe, I guess, somewhat a father figure. Right. But how good he is with them, it's just kind of like. Adds damn. to the creepiness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. This crab cracking festival. Weird. Wait, can this we, is a thing. Go wait, ahead. Can we talk about how um, Rita was in an abusive relationship and got raped repeatedly, and that is like Dexter's. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. Okay. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. We'll 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 get there, and then we kind of really get there five seasons from now. Okay. Yeah. It, I, it it's a, a valid point. I think what they were trying to exp- uh, uh, express is that Rita was in an abusive relationship. And so she's so timid about anything that perfect for Dexter. Yeah, that's terrible. So then it like leads to the question, like, is he like asexual? Uh, I think this is one of the huge problems I had with the show. And we'll get there in season two. Dexter claims to not want to have sex. Yeah, that. And like sex, like, and, he, and he, I, I, does he say in this episode, like once sex enters into the picture, like his guard is down. That yeah. hasn't happened yet. 
Um, I don't think so, but he he definitely makes comments um, about how like when they were making out, and then you know, oh, that was a close one. It almost yeah. let you know, like yeah, it's it's it, it's something we'll talk about. It, it, it's part of it. I think where where we meet Dexter at this point of, of his life, Dexter, I think is asexual. Has to be, but not in terms of it's not necessarily that he doesn't like men or women. He doesn't want. He doesn't need to conversate with other people. So then I was... If, if Dexter had his own way, he'd literally go home every day, do it, all his killing, whatever, and that's it. Right. So then I was also thinking, does sex bring up like too much emotion? We'll get there. <laughs> okay. We'll get there. You're asking good questions. Okay. And over the course of this season, those questions do come out. Okay. It's not going to be next episode, but definitely those questions come yeah. out. Uh, this Crab Cracking Festival. Do you know where this is? No. This is right near Triple A. Got it. Do you remember those pictures I have when I'm yes. walking around the fountain? That's yes. this. Got it. And that's literally right next to American Airlines Arena. Got so it. Those little cool. Um, they don't have many scenes in Miami. They go back to the same four or five ones, even in the first few episodes. But uh, I assume this is some festival. I've heard of this before. I just can't think of how unhygienic that is. I feel is. like there's a festival every weekend in Miami. There's, oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure... <laughs> That this is a real thing uh-huh. that, yeah. Um, you know, and here we sort of meet the the uh, the second showing of body parts. And, you know, um, um, the theatrics of it. Now, know, now that you know where this is, do you think it's possible at no. all? Some guy no. wrapped up body parts no. and put them there no. you know what i mean yeah it's not as busy as times square or anything like that but just picture a busy part of town i mean yeah when i say the american airlines arena if you could imagine that's where the miami heat play and there's a huge super touristy bayfront park is it bayfront or bayside Ooh, bayside bayside there's a huge touristy where like bands play and they have all these restaurants they have the hard rock yeah there's all this stuff there this is right next there's to it. always something going yeah. on too there's no so. way like like someone but this is sort of again where we have to agree with the show, like give up the idea of yeah. like you know this it's stuff sort of ha- yeah, yeah I know I know uh, they what happens is I think the leaps they start asking you to take as we get later so whatever we'll get there um, so being that this is the second time we've seen body parts sprawled out um, what are your thoughts on body parts so far and it's okay if you don't have any because they're purposely. What's the word? Like not telling you a lot. I don't know what that word is. Purposely, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't really have any. Um. Mm-hmm. I think it's. Again, I guess I'm. I'm kind of more intrigued with like the whole profession and intrigued that like this this stuff. I mean, not that this stuff actually happens in Miami, but like that like you have these scenes set up this way and like people need to really kind of like um figure out everything behind it you know but but aside from the actual body parts again it's really weird that there's no blood yeah but besides that i guess i was more intrigued with their job and like what like the things that they were talking about and the things they were asking than the actual body parts itself and this show picks up right sort of a little bit after the csi boom oh okay because if you realize like this show's first few seasons got really tied in with like 
blood for uh, forensics and investigations mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it becomes the show really is about. Ser- yeah, that's super interesting. I think. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why CSI. That's why they have forty million CSIs. Yeah. Um, but this show, like, kind of grabbed that wave, and and you know, um, after Dexter, um, you know, <laughs> he's in the car with Rita after having seen the body parts and. A weird scene, right? Super weird. Where Dexter's kind of just talking about the artistry of the the killer and how he leaves the body parts, and he starts. And it, I, I guess it is. It, it was established that like it's perfect because she doesn't want sex, yeah. and that's perfect for Dexter. And he starts grabbing her leg in a in a presumptuous way, and yeah, that kind of freaks out. Um, if that's not the biggest red flag, <laughs> yeah, like let's totally ignore the fact he's a serial killer. I mean, I don't think. I could ever jokingly be that turned on with you. Yeah. If I ever, like, you know what I mean? I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? That's, I think if, that's too weird no, to I be know. funny. You even, know what I mean? Even um, like his job. That's a body. <laughs> right. Even like his job aside, if you were like, and I, I say you, I guess meaning you also, but just you in general, um, we're talking about, food or a vape like if you were talking about anything like that and i get turned on by and food you, yeah <laughs> but no if you're no, talking you about know any, i, do. I, you, that, yeah, I yeah. shouldn't have used food but if you were talking I'm about anything on. else like aside from like us yeah then that's weird yeah. but the fact that you're talking about body parts yeah. and a killer yeah what yeah yeah and even he's like why did i do that yeah like uh, the but idea it was like it was like an involuntary. Th- there's two things there. Um, one, we have to talk about the flashbacks, and two, the idea of Dexter being autistic. Um, he acts. He has the mindset of a five year old. Like, yeah. What did I just do? Yeah. And he yeah. has no idea. Yeah. You know. Uh, we could come back after the break to start part two of the podcast. Break. And now, a word from our sponsors. Uh, is there something I can do? Yeah, you can give me your fucking analysis on the blood spatter on these killings. You think I'm here to invite you to my nephew's bris? I didn't know you were Jewish. Shut the fuck up. We are back from the break and starting part two. Um, let me start with two things. One, I am an Apple Watch haver. And, I am not. And the goal of the podcast is to peer pressure you into getting an Apple Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, so now you have two podcasts that are going to peer pressure you? Yes. I, I, if you listen to my Digging Six Feet Under podcast... Uh, I have a fan, Colton, a friend rather. I don't know what, shouldn't call him a fan. Um, we now are, are like linked up and we could see who's moving and whatnot. And the goal is to peer pressure Marissa into getting an Apple Watch. Uh, God, what was the second thing I was going to bring up? I forgot. Uh, let's start part two with the flashbacks of, of baby Dexter and Dexter's father, who is played by James Remar. Um what do you, what, what's your takeaway from from the flashbacks? 
So it seems like they have a pretty good relationship. Mm-hmm. And it also seems like Dexter is kind of exactly like the same personality that he is as an adult, which kind of makes you think that you really like your personality doesn't change all that much from mm-hmm. when you're young. You know, obviously you grow, you evolve, you, you know, but, um, you know, just his violent tendencies and as Harry put it, like his urges. Right. Um, so which also makes me think that there obviously has to be some sort of like mental illness that he just was born with. Yeah. You know, uh, l- let me scale back a little bit. If you're a person who has seen the show, I am purposely avoiding spoilers for Marissa's sake and Thank for the you. podcast sake. But after the episode ends, after our little music outro, I'll be doing some spoilers. So definitely stick around for that because there's a lot in this episode that happens um, towards the end of the series and in the series overall. Uh, with that being said, I lost my place. So if you want to fill it yeah, I also um, mm-hmm. Harry also says, you know... Um, before we took you in, do you remember before we took you in? So that I am unaware about, but I don't, obviously. We'll get don't, there. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. tell me. Um, and then it seems like Harry kind of is like giving Dexter his blessing mm-hmm. of like, you have these urges. If you're going to do it, do it this way, which seems rather strange. Right. Um, I, You know, a normal parent-child relationship, I don't think you would have that. Um so that's just, you know, odd. I, I think for a pilot, it's the perfect amount of like layering yeah. to like give you some of Dexter's backstory because the show, again, going back to like Dexter's first line, I don't know what made me the way I am, but it left a hollow place in right. me. Like this gives you just enough to be like, all right, there's something there and they're yeah. going to explain it, whatnot. Definitely. Um, just speaking as in sense of a pilot, uh, I think it's really cool that they set it up like that. Um it's one of the few times we get to see in the show, but we get to see Dexter's ritual when he sets up the kill room. Uh, on top of it probably being rather expensive. His ritual being like the rubber sheets. Yeah. The, okay. How do you have that much time off to do that? Yeah. You know, because if, if he works, let's just say a 40 hour week. Yeah. 40 hour week is tiring. Yeah. Like, you know. Babe, did, do you know that Dexter is, a, it's just a character. Right? <laughs> this is a show. <laughs> okay, I know, but like, then why not have him be like a superhero? Where like, he was like Batman. Or you don't really ask those questions because those questions just like, oh, Batman's a multimillionaire. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like, the reason why you you never question why Batman has a Batman suit, like this is, they are asking, this this does take place. You don't place. question Batman? I question him. Like, I don't even know if he exists. No, what I'm saying, like, it, they, it, there is some reality no, yeah, to it. yeah, I know. You know? Um, the so we you know we see some of him setting up the kill room uh dexter's lunch date with deb it's one of the few times there's a lot that happens in the first two seasons where like miami let me say this miami is sort of its own character the first few seasons Mm -hmm. when i say the first few let me say like one through four like miami is a character in season one like like the the starring the starring uh, actors, it is like Michael C. Hall, Miami, and like Jennifer Carpenter. Like yeah. Miami plays such a, a pivotal role in the show. Uh, I'm bringing it up to say they show how sweaty South Florida yeah, is. His back, <laughs> yeah, disgusting. And it's just like if I could put you. I mean, let me say this: we are in February. Uh, what are we? March. In? March. We're at the beginning of March, and we're going through a cool spell. Yeah, a little bit cool. Cold front. 
it's 75 degrees. A cold front, exactly. Like the northeast is about to experience a huge winter storm. And like we're going through a... You know, Babe, we, everyone we, makes their choices. Everyone, they choose to live there. Right. We choose to live here. <laughs> uh, I, I just think it, it's part of the, you know, I, when I rewatching that scene, just being like, oh my God, it's, we're right around the corner from it being so sweltering hot. Yeah. And we have the, we have the scene, we have the uh, episode Ugh. on as we're watching. And like, that's such an accurate representation yeah. where you're just sitting outside. Like, why are you sitting outside? Who knows? Like everyone just looks sticky. And when you are sitting outside, you're going to be glistening yeah. from sweat. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and like even the way like the glass of water is sweating, yeah. you know, I just think it's really, it's the first and in the book they do the same thing. It's just always like, oh, it's hot and sticky out. Your car is, you know, melting, whatnot. Um, I thought it was cool that they brought it out. Uh, do you know the name of the killer who's been doing the body parts. Do you know that yet or no? No. So season one is widely regarded as the ice truck killer. Okay. And if you get, if you know, being that there's an ice truck, I yeah. mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I'm spoiling it in the sense that the next episode, they start calling him the ice truck killer. But I, I say that to say, um, you know, we get the setup of Dexter gets the idea of an ice truck when he's talking with yeah. Deb. Um, and that kind of brings them into the meeting that she should bring up the ice truck. Yeah. If you're going to make fun of me every time, then I'm not going to do it. But the idea that only Dexter figured out the killer wasn't interrupted. Because the entire room in that meeting is like, yeah, no, clearly the killer was interrupted. But only Dexter knows he wasn't. No one else is like, wait a second. I'm just looking for his cape. You're looking for his cape, right? Uh, Next season. He actually is a superhero. What? And we'll get there. Spoiler at the end of the episode. What do you mean? You're giving me all the spoilers now. Listen, listen. Anyway. Um, something else pretty cool before they go into this meeting. I don't. What? What? What, I, what would you call that meeting where all the cops are in the room and whatnot, and they're a briefing? Let's yeah, yeah a briefing. Uh, we get a really quick shot of Mike Donovan's wife being like, "Oh, he's missing and whatnot." Remember oh, that's I didn't when, even see that. Yeah, like, no, because remember, like, Doke comes over and he's like, I bet you like that. Watching oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but they say she, because the, 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 few, the few words you hear from her is uh, he was at church choir practice and whatever. Um, and I think they show his wife in that scene in, what, in, the, in the beginning. Um, we see in that, in that brief uh, briefing that Deb is, well, let, let, I mean, to set up some of Deb's story, she is trying to get out of vice and apparently vice is being a fake hooker mm-hmm. and we see how unconfident she is and deb like you said dexter's there as like a role model yeah to try, sort of like um um coach her up to that um that scene and you know we kind of see we meet captain laguerta marie laguerta yeah. they kind of have like a rivalry <clears throat> um it's just like female work power struggle yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like totally a real thing yeah too yeah oh uh yes uh yes it is um but laguerta gets a kick uh out of kind of putting deb down for definitely her. what's crazy is what she's saying i know it sounds out of left field but like wouldn't cops exhaust all options like what she she's not saying like Oh, this guy's definitely a squirrel. Yeah. She's saying she's saying something like Right. You know that it makes sense. Yeah. I think that the lieutenant just doesn't want Yeah, it didn't matter what she said, exactly, she was gonna put him exactly. down. Exactly. Because Dexter 
doesn't Dexter then say it and everyone is like, oh my God, Dexter, you're amazing? Well, it happens to Dexter. Okay, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And then it's like, wait a second. Deb had this crazy thing and now this and yeah. whatnot. Um, so yeah, she could have said that. You know, she could have said anything mm-hmm. and I don't think it would have mattered to her. <laughs> if you want to prevent your iPad from going off, you could put the settings uh, that it never turns off the screen. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> No, I just I just realized like you don't have to worry about keep Thanks. touching it or not. You're welcome. Uh the Jaworski kill scene. At the beginning of it, Dexter has his head like sort of wrapped in saran. Yeah. Kind of has like has like a so mask. So creepy. Uh this is there's two things that happened in this pilot that never happens again. This is one of them where Dexter sort of wears a mask when he does it and that's definitely in the books. In the books he like he says how his vision is somewhat blurred because he has he has the saran wrap and he kind of never they never go back to this so for whatever purpose. Um, <clears throat> speaking again to the amount of work Dexter has to do, mm. you know how much work it probably is to dismember a body. Ugh. He doesn't have I don't remember seeing power tools, but you definitely see a saw. Yeah, that's <clears throat> a lot of fucking work, and it's not like he chops the body in half, so it's one. No. Quite into a bits of yeah. few pieces, whatnot. Um like, yeah, that's I don't know. Um we get a call from Rita that she sort of wants to invite Dexter over and go into the <laughs> I can't say it. Say it. The bone zone. What <laughs> <laughs> Um and this is where so awkward and this is where dexter so awkward both of them the bone zone yeah well before we get to the bone zone dexter is driving home do you recognize this part of miami no this is downtown like sort of near right near actually american airlines arena remember when we went to go to the adrian r center mm-hmm. uh it's right around there okay um dexter sees an ice truck pull up next to him and Obviously, Dexter says, you know, no way, follows it, gets a head thrown at his car. At that point, are you like, okay, they're connected? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's anyone on the show yet? Um, No, mm-hmm. I did not. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I definitely thought that, okay, this guy has to know Dexter. I don't know um, if he knows like what Dexter's deal is in the sense of like Dexter killing people. Mm-hmm. Um, or if he just knows that Dexter is like on to him and onto that whole thing. I, I'm, I'm I mean, con- he goes into his apartment at the end. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I kind of had like, if, if you weren't subscribed to it, like there's no way that this was on purpose. Yeah. And then also to, like I was saying, if, if the show doesn't really call out locations, but the reason why I brought up, do you know where they are? Cause if you think about where that Adrian R. Center is and that whole thing right near the causeway, that means where they found the body, where Dexter and Rita was on their first date, it's like a mile away. Yeah. So it's like all working Relative, within yeah. the same, you know. Um, after this, that's where we sort of get the the idea that, you know, Dexter, it's really weird that your sister brought up this and whatnot. This is also the part where I wanted to say that there's something that happens in this episode and never happens again. Uh, LaGuardia gives a wink to Dexter at the crime scene, um, lets Dexter into the briefing room, like sort of against Dokes's yeah. apprehensive. No, I don't know what word I'm trying to say. And then like, you know, even Deb, Deb picks up on it. She's like, oh my God, are you sleeping with LaGuardia? Yeah. 
Did you think Dexter sleeping with Laguerta, or did you think there was something there, um, or or is it just exactly what the show's given us that Laguerta keeps coming on to Dexter, and Dexter is just yeah? I definitely <clears throat> did not pick up that Dexter like wanted anything to do with it, but I think that she was for sure hitting on him, mm-hmm. and I think that he would obviously knew that and was kind of just going along with it and being like nice, appeasing her to literally just get. In the briefing room, yeah, get in, yeah. you know, like, like it was like, okay, I know that this girl wants me, and I'm just not gonna blow her off. I'll give her like a little something just to get what I want from it. But I, no, I definitely didn't think that he had any interest in her at all. I don't know if this is gonna get annoying me keep saying this, but this is dropped after this. It never comes up again. Weird, because I feel like it came up multiple times in the episode. It did. No, yeah. I, I just pointed out yeah. like I I, re- I recorded it three times. It did because it's it's definitely a thread. They drop it. If you sort of remember how pilots have, uh, how pilots are filmed, like they film the first episode, they show it, and then they get the get okay. The yeah, and then they get the okay to film the rest of the season. Um, so this pilot, this is that's probably something that was dropped between there. Uh, this does somewhat, kind of, sorta comes back in season seven, but kinda, not. Sorta, maybe. Yeah, but not like Laguerta is attracted to Dex or whatnot. Um, I guess two things. Is Dexter in this first episode? Is he attractive? Um, I guess. I guess. I guess. I'm asking: Is Michael C. Hall attractive? Okay, so funny. He's more attractive when he's killing people. Okay. <laughs> Remember we were talking about red flags, and <laughs> I feel like he's because he's so confident and right. so like passionate about it, and uh-huh. just has this like I don't know. Uh, I guess I guess, okay. And and a second question: Does the voiceover bother you or not yet? No. Okay. Not that, at all. that that is sometimes a common critique of the show. I feel like a lot like, of the voiceover, at least in this obviously this first episode, um, is kind of telling to a lot of backstory. So it's yeah, it's, it's super, I'm it's enjoying super, it. It's super yeah. helpful. The voiceover doesn't end, and it can be sometimes a little like what the voiceover is. If you want to look at like how a show is structured, like. You know, sometimes characters are there just to, like, tell you the plot of what's going on. Whereas something in a show like this, Dexter tells you. Like, Dexter will always let you know what's going on in his head. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's better to, like, guess like, right. the ambiguity of it. Um, but I'll probably be asking that question a few times because there is at times, like, you know, the way he, like, kind of Dexter, we're watching the scene now where the ice truck pulls up next to him and then Dexter's like, no way. Dexter didn't need to say that. Yeah. And it kind of might have been a little bit better of a scene where it's just like, you know, you put the two together, yeah. like, you know, just for the um, figure and stuff Now out. also only on episode one, but Dexter definitely seems like a pretty odd guy, a yeah. pretty um, mysterious guy that he, it's kind of neat to yeah. be in his head at the same time. And it's also interesting that he is literally telling us his thoughts out loud yeah. and we're still like, he's still a mystery. Yeah. Uh, um, also it too, Dexter doesn't have anyone to do that with. Like, true. he doesn't have a Jesse, let's say from yeah. Breaking Bad or yeah, whatnot, yeah. you know? Um, Dexter finally, after a night of being investigated and all this, comes to Rita's. This means Dexter hasn't slept because it's now light out. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like, you know, he's going on more than 24 hours of no sleep. There is something to the idea of like Dexter. This is more from the book, but even the way... It's somewhat shown in the show. Um, the idea of high metabolism, because like Dexter's like always eating, mm-hmm. and the food is sort of something. Um, 
Could it also be like mental illness? Yes. Manic that, state? I guess I was going to say that like yeah. he kind of almost doesn't need to sleep. Right. He's on like <laughs> a know? high. Yeah. 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 And it, especially if, if killing is, is what it is yeah. for him. Um, what are your initial thoughts on Rita? Because I don't think we've gotten there. And again, we have a really small sample space. But... Yeah. Um, she definitely seems really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she, you could tell that she's like timid. Um just in her, or just in her movements, she's soft spoken. Like you kind of like, they, you know, it's hard to tell because they they immediately tell you right off the bat that she was in an abusive relationship and was raped multiple times. So it's difficult to what you know what what would you say about her? Obviously, you're gonna feel for her, you know. But um, no, she seems she seems yeah nice, timid, quiet. One of I guess I don't want to get into the criticism of Rita till we get to later. Um, we see that Dexter and Rita do not enter the bone zone no. because Cody threw up. Uh, and it's almost it's uh, it, it's almost kind of funny. Like Dexter celebrates this the same way as if he would have slept with like a normal yeah. person. Like, you yeah. know, he's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. You know, finally, you know. But I feel like she was thinking the same exact thing. Yeah, she didn't want. She, she was, didn't want to either. It's funny. She's trying to appease Dexter to what she thinks he wants. When and he's he, trying to do the same to her. He's like, trying to like, yeah. oh, yeah, I'll go through with this because yeah. I think that's what you want. And it's like they both don't want it. Uh, and to end our pilot episode, Dexter finally gets home and we see the Barbie head doll on the fridge. Um, in the book, they, they sort of tell or illustrate a little bit more of the idea of like, you ever walk into your house and it's like, someone's here or someone was here. Yeah. You know? Um, but we see, we see the, the Barbie head on the doll. He opens the fridge and we see a chopped up Barbie doll. Does he say, oh, this is a friendly message? Yes. Hey, want to play? Okay. Yes. Um, and that sort of wraps up our episode. Uh, I guess there is the hundred percent connecting from the body parts. Now you, it's for sure. It's certain that this person knows Dexter was in his house, whatnot. Um, I just felt like the killer from, um, from the body parts and from the scenes was too smart to not know Dexter. Like it wasn't right place, right time mm-hmm. when they saw him. Like he's, t- you could just tell he's yeah, too yeah. smart to, yeah. So like, I, did, I didn't even put together that may, and maybe I'm giving the show too much credit. He may have thrown the head at his car knowing he would have been tied up all night. So mm. he'd have enough time to yeah, go probably. ahead and put that in there. I keep saying he, could be he or she. Oh, I didn't even. I know. <laughs> you know, uh, the Me Too movement. We gotta. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't want to pin this all on men. Um, and that sort of wraps up our pilot episodes. Anything I glossed over that you wanted to talk about or bring up? No, I think I'm good. I'm excited to continue watching. Uh, again, I've said this multiple times. I really do think it's one of the the great pilot episodes of. You know, some shows takes, you know, there's a lot of shows where you're like, uh, watch the first few episodes, you get into it. This episode grips, this show grips you from first episode. Yeah. Like you really do want to know what happens next. Um, yeah, uh, I will be doing a little bit of spoiler talk because there is quite a few things in this episode that is worth mentioning that I can't say it with Marissa here. Can't have to do the old earmuffs move. Uh, we are on, this is our pilot episode. So if it was a little rough, uh, give us time. Sorry. We'll, we'll find <laughs> our, what did you call it? Niche. Our niche. 
Um, but yes, we're on Instagram. We're at Digging Podcast. We're on Twitter at Digging Podcast. Email us if you want to complain about the way Marissa said something or Thanks. celebrate Victor. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. Um, we, our email is at diggingdexter at gmail.com. Well, actually, our email is just diggingdexter at gmail.com. Uh, anything else before we wrap up? Nope. Stick around for the spoilers, and we will talk to you next week as we do episode two. Is it alligator or crocodile? You tell me. Shark Valley? What is it? Crocodile. <laughs> crocodile. Yes. Uh, episode two of Digging Dexter Crocodile. Talk to you next week. Bye. Okay, guys, I am now recording the, the spoiler part. This is somewhat of a podcast. It's hard to do where I know everything that happens. Marissa knows nothing, but there's a lot of things in this episode that sort of lend to a lot of what happens throughout the, the, the series. Uh, I guess the first thing I want to point out is the first kill room we see in the beginning of this episode with Mike Donovan um, in, in, God, I think it's the second or third to last episode of season eight. Uh, that's where Dexter goes to try and kill Saxon. And that's where Harry pops up again and is like, oh, um, you know, do you remember being here eight years ago? And Dexter's like, yeah. Um, I just thought that's that's something I always wanted to, to bring up on a podcast like this. Uh, after Dexter is boating, after his first kill, you see the way he's, he's, Dex- he's boating in the Miami Marina and he is boating along a bunch of shipping containers and you know obviously the idea of where dexter was birthed uh in a shipping container and that's where everything started nice imagery uh knowing what comes uh, of course the line i don't have feelings but if i could have feelings i'd have them for deb sort of weirdly plays into that weird season six arc where deborah starts having feelings for deb and obviously plays into the final episode um again this is spoiler so i could say this where Dexter kills Deborah. Um, when Dexter sprawls around South Beach on date night, the song that is played there is also played in season four when Dexter escapes. Uh, I'm sorry, when Trinity escapes in his Mustang. Uh, the song El Cananero um, plays both there. I just thought it's a funny tie in together. And again, I said in the episode, but there's a lot of songs they play a bunch of times um the logo on the ice truck when we see it pull up along dexter that comes into the series finale if you remember i believe it's the final episode when hurricane laura is coming and one of the scenes where saxon goes to start uh i think he like jabs some guy in the jaw and steals his truck it starts off with uh a shot of uh forget exactly what he says miami ice or something um that's just a funny callback in season eight. Uh, I never picked up on it, but the chopped up Barbie pieces is what plays into later in the season when he says, you know, hey, Barbie, I'm in pieces. Why the cold shoulder? Um, and just little stuff. The Dexter and LaGuerta relationship, seeing this episode and knowing how all of season seven plays out is kind of funny, you know, seeing that at one point LaGuerta was sort of attracted to Dexter. And I do think she says that she was sort of blinded by Dexter's charm. Um, and it's kind of really funny seeing that Masuka has hair. <laughs> we didn't really talk about Masuka in the episode. And shit, they 
for seven seasons, they had no idea what to do with Masuka. And then finally in season eight, they give him that hard storyline of, of he has a daughter all of a sudden that goes nowhere. Um, but it's just funny to see him with hair. Um, I guess that's all I have for the moment. I'll try to be doing these every episode if I pick up on stuff that I know lends to later seasons. Uh, if you pick up on stuff, definitely let me know. You know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, we're at Digging Podcast. And again, email at uh, diggingdexter at gmail.com. Uh, that being said, I hope you join us for episode two next week. Thanks, guys. <laughs>